Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Welcome to this special episode of the Tanae Talks Podcast. I like to call every episode special because it is special to me. Today's episode is called Discovering Your Superpowers with author Mariah Manson, co-author of the book, The, the Divine Sisters, with her twin sister, Maya Manson. So welcome to the show, Mariah. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And since today's episode was entitled uh, Discovering Your Superpowers, and I and you two girls, you two young ladies are the epitome to me of black girl magic. I wanted to wear my black girl magic. Like your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> shirt, you know, to, you know, give honor to all the black girl magic that's going on in the world right now and how you're contributing to black girl magic you and your sister both with writing this book and we're going to get into the book i'm so excited i love your background that is the cover background <laughs> so mariah tell us a little bit about um the how you and your sister decided to write this book about two superhero twin sisters like yourself? So it all started off with a dream that Maya had. Um, it was our first year of teaching and um, it was May. So the year was about over, but I was at a place where I just didn't see fruit. And I felt like, you know, maybe I didn't sign up for the right profession. I just felt like, you know, I needed to go back into deep prayer and figure it all out. Um, but she had a dream, and the dream was telling her that we were superheroes. And from the time we had been in college um, practicing to be teachers, um, God was ordaining us, you know, and we were superheroes. Mm -hmm. And so um, when she woke up and had that dream and told me about it, I wrote down everything she said, and I ran with it. And um, after that, I started having dreams. And I started having dreams about what our superhero powers were, what we could do with them. Um, and so some of the book um, is definitely fictional, but a lot, of, a lot of the things about the book is true. You know, we don't have like divine superpowers, but everyone has spiritual gifts, you know, whether it's um, blessing others, speaking well of others, teaching, um, comforting others. We all have a gift and it's so important that we learn how to use them. So that's how the book Mariah, that is so beautiful. I was gonna ask, like, do you guys have like twin superpowers? Like, and you kind of said it, like she started, she had the dreams initially, and then you start having the dreams. Could you like feel it? Like, could you feel that there was a shift taking place and that something 
supernatural, I guess you could say. With yes, the, definitely, the definitely, definitely. And there were even times where I would have a dream and then maybe a few weeks later, she would have it and finish it for me. But I wouldn't finish talk to her about what, what, what would happen in it. But when, when she would start to speaking, she would say, I had a dream with the older woman and she lived in the cottage. I think I said I had a dream with an older woman, but she might have lived in like a small home uh, underneath the hill. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the same thing. And uh, it's like we were just filling each other's dreams out, you know. And then not only when the, she had the initial first dream, mm -hmm. the, the um, illustrator, Niels Britton, he is from Ghana, Africa. And um, someone had retweeted or reposted a picture he had. And the picture said, what if our kids had superheroes that look like this? Yeah. And this had to be about three days after she had that dream. So it was like, as soon as she had the dream, God showed us who our illustrator was. And um, I could not find him because sometimes people will repost pictures of illustrator's work, but they don't give the illustrator any credit. Correct. So I, we had to go through a, a Google image search and find this man. He was so busy. It took him six months just for him to answer my oh, DM. Wow. <laughs> yes. And so he came up with this image. We didn't give him any insight how to draw it. He figured out himself. And, and I am so happy with the product. It is so beautiful. And I think it's it really, is beautiful. Like, it's black magic. Um, just to be able to, you know, it's not even just a black um, superheroes, but um the female superheroes, black black female superheroes. So black female superheroes, which you don't see a lot of. I I started seeing more on the TV show Black Lightning. I'm I'm not a comic book head or anything like that, but you don't see black women female superheroes except for Storm and then you know on um, Black Lightning. You know they have his two daughters have the superpowers. So the fact that you're kind of like Chadwick Boseman in the sense that, you know, what he represented for little boys in the Black Panther, you and your sister are representing that for little Black girls to have someone to look up to and admire. So, Mariah, I think that's absolutely phenomenal. How how old are you and your sister, and what college did you guys go to? So, we are 25 years old, mm -hmm. and we went to Northern Kentucky University, and we received our elementary education degree, and then recently... Um, in August, we graduated with our master's degree in curriculum instruction and with a certification in gifted instruction. Look, Black Girl Magic. <laughs> magic. Okay, so why did you want to become a teacher? I know earlier you said, you know, you got into this profession and it just seemed like, wow, God, this is really what I'm supposed to be doing because for whatever reason, it was yeah. the blues. So what was the initial spark? that led you into becoming a, te a teacher? And how did you re-tap into, you know, the, the spirit into wanting to use your superpowers to teach the youth? So definitely, I always had a love for learning. And my passion is, you know, if anybody, if you truly love to do something, mm -hmm. you can't see people around you not love it with you. You know, like, it's just like God. If you love God and you love people around you, you're going to make them love God with you. Or if you love it the way it feels when you eat healthy, you're not going to let people around you not eat healthy. So I love learning so much that I had to get everybody around me to love it with me. Yeah. And, that, and that when you have a true passion for something, you get everybody involved. It don't matter if you barely, <laughs> yeah. they barely like you. Like, you're going to love this. You, when I'm done with you, 
You're going to love to learn. And so that's where my heart was. I want everybody to love learning because it's beautiful. Um, the Just what we can learn, all that our mind can consume is just amazing. All the facts and knowledge, understanding, even mm -hmm. at a young age. And I always try to push kids to, um, you know, go past what was normal for them. You know, mm -hmm. even as a young author, I always want to break barriers. And my ultimate goal with this book is like, hopefully, you know, I can help young kids become authors. That's my ultimate yeah. goal, is to start some kind of writing camp or something like that. But as far as using the superhero powers, um, my superhero powers in the book, um, they deal with calling out things. And so um, a lot of my background is, um, you know, just speaking well to others, speaking life, um, ministering to people. And so I can say chair move and the chair will move. Or, <laughs> yes. um, right, I can open doors. My sister, she's always on the go. And uh, so she has like a teleporting thing going on. Um, but she's also very protective. So she has like a force shield. Um, but the reason why we these powers are, are, you know, so important to us teaching is because as a teacher, you you are helping the students to fight. And it's not mm -hmm. just fighting in the academic world and fighting the spiritual world. Our students come to school so angry, so yeah. so um, hurt. Their, their lives are just so harsh at a young age. And so in the book, there's a student who is the, the spirit of anger is, is overwhelming him. And yeah. he is like literally tearing my room up, tearing my room up to pieces. And, you know, in the book, you'll see me like just calm, not say anything to him. You know, I'm speaking to the chair. Like, I'm like, chair, stay down. The chair <laughs> yeah. don't move. We don't understand why he can't put the table up. It was so funny is I had a student who got mad about something as simple as he didn't win a game, a Jeopardy game we're playing. Mm -hmm. And he, he was literally shaking my table. This is real life in front of me. But he could not figure out how to flip the table up over me, over my head. In real life? In real life. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this is why I'm not a teacher in K through 12. Okay? I've been a caught a case. In real life. But, um, you know, in those moments, all of, all, of, all of you, all of you, take your teacher hat off. All of you wants to say, get out of my room. You know, I'm done with this student. Expel him. You know, you, you get there. But you have to remind yourself, you know, even in the spirit, you know, the scripture talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood in Ephesians 6. Mm -hmm. Because what we're wrestling is the spirit. And so what you have to do is set that student aside and say, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to fight with you. And so in the book, I tell that spirit to shrink. That's one of my gifts, just calling things out. So I just say spirit shrink. And the student immediately falls down to the ground and starts crying and apologizing, saying, Ms. Manson, every day I'm so angry. I don't know why I'm angry. Well, Miss Divine in the book. Because our, mm -hmm. our last names are divine. And he's like, Miss Devine, I'm so angry. Every day I'm so angry. I don't know why I'm so angry. Please help mm -hmm. me. And I think that right there is like the central measure of the whole book. Uh, because we have to use these powers to help our students to fight because they don't they don't know. Their parents, they they they're overworked, especially now with them being home at school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, home away from school, they are overwhelmed. Over some of them have five, six, or seven kids. They're trying to help get you on know, virtual um, school. Virtual learning. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that you bring your faith into the classroom. I know that we live in a world where it, separate, where it says separate church from state. But sometimes you need the power of God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Period. 
You need the power of God to strengthen you, to you to get, for you to be able to have the power to withstand all the things that are coming at you, all these different forces, right? So if you got a class of 30, they're all coming with their own issue. They're all coming with their own background, the way they were taught to handle things. They're basically coming with their own house culture, right? Because everyone has their own culture, even though they might say, well, you got all black students. It's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. They're all taught the same, treated the same, handled the same. And you have to who take in all of that. So you do you force field yourself to be like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't need all of that. So what is your, so I know you talk about the superpowers in the book, but in your own life, what is your earliest memory of tapping into your own personal superpowers? Okay, so what's interesting is when I was a little girl, I used to um, I used to always think I was different, you know. Yeah. I think God was just calling me to, you know, just a higher calling of just kind of what I'm doing now. But I used to stand on the playground. All my friends was playing, and I would try to uh, move the leaves with my mind. <laughs> the little leaves <laughs> that would fall from the tree during fall. And you know what? I should have told myself to speak it, you know, because my power is its kind of like telekinesis, but it's speakerkinesis. You know, I have to say it. I can't just think it. And um, I think it's its good for me, too, because sometimes I can walk in fear. Um, sometimes I can be a little more timid, a little more laid back. But I've learned throughout the years that my voice is so powerful. You it know? is. Um, and so it wasn't until I was about 15 or 16 that I really started getting involved into, you know, Christianity. And I mean, it was so quick. I mean, I was literally baptized at 14. By the time I was 15, I was ordained a minister. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by 16, I was just, you know, preaching everywhere from, you know, at school, in college, at church, and I also do praise dance too. So it was like, as soon as God got me on that train, we took off. And, you know, a lot of it was just, could have been just fear. Um, just being stuck in my own ways. Um, when I was younger, me and my sister, we tried to go, um, you know, another route. You know, we, we were into yeah. all of the social trends, you know. Back then, you know, the rapper Trina was real big. You know, I love her. <laughs> that. that was my role model. That's who I idolized. The, the baddest. You wanted to be the baddest. Let's be the best. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it led me to a point where, you know, I, I was going to be a rapper. I was, I had, we had a little songs called the Boss Diva Girls. And we were just rapping about how pretty we were and how fly we were and just how much money we wanted to make. And we had somebody in our community who was throwing a community event. He put us to the side and he said, I don't know if you know this, but this is not your lane. You're not, you're not Boss Sisters. You're Divine Sisters. You know, I see God all over y'all. This is before Christ, before we went into the house of God, before we got saved, baptized. He said, this is not your lane. And because of that, you know, actually the talent show we did, we we worked so hard practicing those (laughs) lyrics and those rhymes. The song was tight. (laughs) When we got there, we we, we choked. Every line we forgot. Everything about it, but it was God because God was like, "This is not the, this is not the right. This is not your lane. <laughs> not your lane. Not your lane." He said, "You guys are divine sisters, and so that's where that name comes from." He actually okay. said, "Divine divas," but I, we changed to divine sisters. 
So Mariah, you touched on something so important. You said one of your superpowers is, you know, speaking, you know, speaking things into existence as the word say, speaking things as though they were and then they appear, right? And that's a powerful superpower because as the singer Donald Lawrence said, and this is something that I carry with me, we are a speaking planet and we are a speaking people because in the word of God, Genesis, it says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth and the earth was without form or void. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so he spoke it. Everything that the earth has, right? God spoke it. Mm -hmm. That's why that superpower is so important. That's why the power of life and death is where? In your tongue. In the tongue. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to be careful what we say. Yes. How we say it, right? So that's the message. When, when, when we talk bad about ourselves, it'll come to be. Mm-hmm. When we talk bad about, uh, we put our mouth on others or we, you know, we call, you know, even self-esteem with the little girls who are going to listen to this podcast. If you call yourself ugly every day, you're going to be er- ugly. Yeah. You say, I'm beautiful every day. I'm beautiful. You say, yeah. I'm a success every day. I'm going to be a success every day. You got to speak that thing into existence. And powerful, super powerful. Come on, Black girl. Magic. <laughs> uh, give it to us. Come on, Mariah and Maya. I, w- I wish Maya could have been here, you know, just for we're recording and everything. But you are a great representation of you and your sister. And I, I-, I love that. So. You talked about your superpowers, right? And sometimes people can see your superpowers and they can be jealous. So let's just even take it to the fictional world. Somebody might have the superpower of flying, right? Mm -hmm. And then somebody else may have the superpower of reading minds. Mm -hmm. But the person that wants to fly is jealous because she really want to read minds. And then the Mm -hmm. one who reads minds really want to fly Why is it important not to envy the superpowers of others and embrace your own? Well, definitely, like I said before, you have to know your lane. You -hmm. know, God uses people in different lanes for different reasons. You know, even when I wanted to go a different way, God's like, no, this is where I want you to go. Because there's a grace there. You know, there's a special, um, you know, power over you to be who you're called to be. You can't Mm -hmm. be nobody else. And so, um, you know, with my sister, we, we have different strengths. We have different things that we're good at, and we just learn how to work with that. And so um, as far as me being the, the voice, I'm always the voice. She's always like the grounds person. She's going she's gonna to go here, go there, and figure it out. I'm the person that's going to, um, you know, speak up and, and lead and make connections. And so I think it's so important not to be jealous or envious because then, too, there's certain attacks, you know, that would um, come against you um, that you won't. It's like they're saying if, if you have to trade problems with people, they'll give you your problems back. <laughs> Mariah, <laughs> listen, 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 Linda, you just tap on something. We are always looking at what somebody else has, but we don't know what they have to go through to get that, right? So there could be drawbacks to flying, right? 
It could keep make your hair come come off, right? It can make you ashy because you're flying in the wind. But the girl who over here reminds is jealous because she's like, I want that, but you might not be able to handle it. Yeah, yeah. I might not be able to handle my superpower. I, I may have the superpower of being uh what is it? Uh, em- empathetic. What is it when someone um can really feel you can really feel other people's emotions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Empath, that's it. When you're an empath, and when you, and, and I have that, I'm I'm an empath to the, that's a hard thing. Th- yeah, because you feel it, it'd be on yeah. you. like, oh, my. and you really have to control your emotions because if you love that person, it, it's like a, a, a an emotional roller coaster. When they're down, you have to not down. When yeah. you when they're down, you, when they are down, you are down, and you, yeah. right. But somebody and, and because you're in, you might attract a lot of people, right? You have people gravitate to you. So somebody on the on the outside looking in might be like, oh, you know, why, why she got all the friends, or mm-hmm. everybody gravitate to her, not knowing that you might not want that because she feels, mm-hmm. they feel, and you mm-hmm. can't handle it. Can't handle it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Come on, you preaching a word today. And, and what's so crazy is there's a, you know, with this book release, there's already been so much opposition um, just this week. And so we have a little bit less than about eight days until the actual book release. Um, just this morning, I got hospital. I was in the hospital. Have I had an asthma attack. I collapsed. Mm. Uh, my oxygen went down to 74 um, and I just had been battling it. And while I was in the hospital, my dogs went missing. It was just so much going on. And like you said, you know, with whatever God calls you to do, people mm-hmm. cannot be jealous because they don't understand all the sweat and tears and the text you have to suffer for walking in what you're supposed to walk in. Mm-hmm. So I would not trade my problems with anybody else. I would gladly accept them. Um, because I know, um, especially with just this been happening this week, that there's something God's about to do. It's about to be so big, so big. It's gonna be great. So this episode is entitled "Discovering Your Superpowers." What are some ways that parents and teachers can help the children that they interact with tap into their own superpowers? Well, I'm gonna say this, and I know this might be something people might not always agree with, but I heard someone say, you know. When students are, are good in one subject, it's so easy for us to say, well, let's go uh, get them in a program for math if they're really good at reading. Mm-hmm. But why not really push that reading? You know, if this is already their strength, why don't you just grow it? Yes, you can come back and you can get, get them help in other areas, but if they're really excelling in math, why would you, you know, cradle that? Mm-hmm. So I think when you see a child's strength, run with it, build upon it. And then any interest they have, you know, it's, it's good to let children explore. If today they want to be a firefighter, tomorrow they want to be uh, in the Army, the next day they want to be a police <laughs> officer, let them explore. Um, because they, they're never truly going to find out what fits them unless they know. My mom um, has a book that she's kept since I was in kindergarten. And every year she would ask me, who do you want to be? Or what do you want to do when you grow up? My first answer was a teacher. Then I got older, I said, I want to be a pharmacist. Then I got older, and I said this, this, and that, but it always came back to teacher. And so it was good to see that over the years that she never said, no, don't write that down. Don't write that down. No, 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 you can't be that. And I think that's so important that you really let your child, um, you know, just kind of explore for themselves. 
you know, yeah. we all we do want to guide our children. We don't want them to be influenced by the world. Um, but if you give them time, I would say till about ten or twelve. That's probably the cutoff. You know, especially with kids, about ten or twelve. If you haven't molded them and, and really spoken to them, and really, it's really going to be a hard process getting them back on the right track. Yeah. Um, because that double digit is something else. They out of here. Explores exploring. <laughs> they out of here, and it's like you have to get them before that. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely uh, build upon their strengths, letting them explore. Um, I would definitely um, surround them with mentors. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever you can find, however you can find them, mentors are so important because they might not be asking for mentors, but they're looking for ones. And like I was, I was looking at the baddest chick, and that was my mentor. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's other images and people and people and role models that it really shouldn't be looking at. So it's so important that there's other um, role models out here. You have to put them, put those role models in front of them. They can see them. The other thing is just, you know, developing that cultural love. That cultural love goes a long way. It starts yeah. with self love. It starts with self love, like you said. You know, teaching these our students and our children that they are beautiful, they are wonderful, they are lovely, they can be something, they can be millionaires, and uh, just not limiting them, but it starts with a culture of love all around them, even if as a parent, you know, you might not feel you can give them as much love, call on a, call on the community, wherever you can find, right. these students need so much love, love goes a long way, because when they grow up, they're not looking for it, you know, can you imagine a, a child becoming 18, and they're trying to make up for 18 years of no love. Ooh, I, right? I, I but, couldn't but then, even imagine. But then imagine a child being 18 and, and, and having so much love and they're looking for ways to give it out. Yeah. You need more kids that are 18 yeah. years old and they're ready to say, who in this world can I love? Because I had love growing up all around me and I'm ready to show this world what love is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That just spoke to me in a way that, to me, love is the ultimate superpower because love can spawn and give birth to all the other superpowers. And I followed this page called The Humans of New York. Okay. It's an Instagram page, and they also have a Facebook, and now they have a book. But Humans of New York is this photographer goes around the city of New York, and he just takes photos of random people. It doesn't matter who they are. And then he'll ask them a question and they'll, they'll share their story and he'll just transcribe whatever they said. He, he doesn't edit it. He lets them say it raw. And last year he came across this lady named Stephanie and her stage name was Tangeray. She used to be a, a burlesque dancer back in her day. She's in her 70s now. But anyway, you can go to that page at Humans in New York. And Stephanie was always looking for love. Mm-hmm. She said that, and her looking for love led her down different paths. She had a really great life. She actually had a colorful life, but it, some, a lot of it was filled with emptiness and on that journey to look for love because her mama didn't love her. Mm-hmm. And later on, once you go through the story of Stephanie, she, uh, when she was a teen, she had a baby and she gave that baby away. Mm-hmm. And they tell you that early on in the story and you don't hear about this son anymore because she gave him away. But at the, like, as you go through her story in the end, come to find out that she kept in touch with the son she gave away throughout the years. And the photographer asks, you know, 
Do you feel a way about your mom for giving you up or anything like that? And he said something along the lines that I don't fault my mom in any way because in this life, people are either giving love yes. or acting out because they are trying to receive love. That is so powerful. He said. I love that. So um, on, on that note, I want you, what are the key things that you want people to learn from this well, the book is called The Call to Purpose. And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but it is a book series. Um, and so the first book is about identifying your purpose. And then we'll go down the line of, you know, some other things that happens along the way of purpose, you know. Eventually, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little attack, you know, your purpose. But um, the first thing is, what is your purpose? Um, one of my favorite quotes in the whole wide world is by Mark Twain. It says, um, there are two important days to man. The day he day he's born and the day he finds out why. Mm-hmm. And until you find out why you are living on this earth, everything is meaningless. You're just living to live. And so my prayer is that everyone who reads this book or even comes across the title of it will ask that question, God, why am I here? Why am I here? Um, also, I, I hope hopefully teachers can read this book and just be reminded no matter how stressful the school year's school year gets. Especially with this virtual school, because I've seen some crazy things already. Right. Not to to let these students frustrate you, because it's not them. It's the spirit. You know, it's whatever they're lacking. It's showing up. And we have to put that aside and fight on their behalf. And then I also hope it, 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 you know, encourages a culture of love. You know, people will see this book, especially Black young girls, and feel like they can rule the world, because they can. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Wonderful. So be on the lookout for the Divine Sisters. Their book will debut on Sunday, October 11, 2020. Uh, please tell them again the title of the book and where they can find the book and how they can follow you all on social media. Okay, so thank you so much. The book can be found on DivineSistersSeries.com and the book will be out on Sunday, October 11th and you can purchase it online on our website. Our website is very interactive. We have an escape room on there. We have some candy crush games. We have lesson plans for teachers, coloring pages, um, questionnaires, um, activities, coloring pages, all kind of free stuff for kids. Um, But definitely look for the website. You can follow us on Facebook at Divine Sisters. And then you can follow us on Instagram at Divine Sisters Series. Wonderful. And I'll have all of that information to my listeners in the show notes. So be sure to look for that. Mariah, again, thank you for being a guest on the Tanae Talks podcast, a podcast that entertains and educates. Remember Tanae Talks and you listen. So in true Tanae Talks fashion, now is your time to give your shout out. So who you want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to my mom and my dad for teaching me love so I can give it to others. I love it. Y'all, Maya, Mariah, keep, listen, keep (laughs) the Black Girl Magic. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and your sister. I'm proud that you are 25-year-old African-American women, uh, educators and authors, just spreading a wonderful message. So until next time, be sure you check out uh, 
Tanae talks, and be sure you check out the Divine Sisters. Have a beautiful and lovely day, Mariah. It was a pleasure. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.